Hey everyone, it's Paul Ward here and welcome to another 15 minutes. I'm very excited today. I've got a longtime friend, Tom Piszczek, who is an expert in the real estate industry as a longtime title representative. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to be talking about a couple things. First, we'll explain to folks what is title insurance. And then you also want to share with our audience uh, some information about fraud and what you can do as a consumer to uh, protect your your most valuable asset typically would be your home. So what folks can do to uh, protect their home in this uh, you know crazy world that we live in right now and and fraud that's happening. So uh, so Tom, for folks that don't know, uh, what is title insurance and why does a why does a homeowner need that? Title insurance is unlike car insurance where you pay for a, a policy that covers you for the future. Title insurance is a policy that's basically guaranteeing your bundle of rights. So when you're purchasing a piece of property, it's customary that the seller would pay for the homeowner's title policy for the benefit of the buyer. And we produce what we call a prelim, which shows a, a report that gives you all the details and everything of record for that particular property. And so we're basically showing everything that's that we're aware of that's made known. So any liens, any encumbrances, uh, easements, uh, whether there's solar contracts, all those kinds of things would show up on the prelim so that that buyer can look at that report and know what their bundle of rights are. And it's really important because obviously you'd want to know about easements and things like that, right? If you're buying a piece of property, you want to put a pool in the backyard and you find out that there's a, a, a an easement for a horse trail or for a gas line and that all of a sudden you can't use that space for what you intended, you'd want to know about that before you bought it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So title insurance is guaranteeing free and clear equitable title to the property that you're buying. So now you have the right to encumber that property with a loan. You have the right to make changes and do whatever you want with it. Um, and that's guaranteeing that for that buyer. And what a lot of people don't realize is that title insurance isn't just for that time of purchase. As long as you have an active policy that you have coverage for future events and things as well. So if you come, you know, it comes up later that there turns out that nobody knew about it, but there was an encroachment on your property you could go back to your title company possibly and you could you could file a claim and say, hey, we didn't know about this before and now someone else is claiming a portion of our property, what's going on here? Um, and so, you know, you would go and file that as a, as a claim. Okay, so if I'm, a, if I'm a buyer and I'm looking to purchase, you know, one, two, three Banana Street and uh, we get our offer accepted, we get into escrow and we find out that the seller uh, you know, failed to pay a contractor. So there's a contractor filed a mechanics lien on the property mm -hmm. and maybe um, didn't pay, you know, back child support, which okay. might cloud title. Is right. it my my job as a buyer or my agent's job to get that cleared up or who, who clears that up? So, yeah, so those kinds of things, some depending on the type of lien that it is, it may not always show up on the property right away. Mm. When we search a property initially, we're pulling it by the address and by the APN number and looking at the legal description of that property. And so things that are recorded against the property 
are going to show up on the prelim. If your name is super common, we there may be things against you as an individual that would attach to your property, but may not show up on a report right away. So it's really important that when you open escrow and the escrow officer sends out your paperwork, there's a SI that's in there, the statement of information. You really want to get that thing turned in as quickly as possible from both parties, because that's going to have social security numbers, last known addresses, any other names. That's going to allow us to search not just the property, but the owners as well, so that a mechanics lien that was filed against the individual will now show up. That child support lien, those sp those uh, spousal support liens are going to now show up. Mm -hmm. And so then it becomes escrow's responsibility to work with the seller to get partial releases for those things, to confirm, okay, well, there's a child support lien against this person. Is it in arrear or is it current? And so they have to contact the department and find out, you know, about the, the status of that account and make sure that it's at least current. If it's in arrears, then they have to figure out this has to get paid. Are you getting enough equity that all those things can get paid off so that those can be handled? Uh, mechanics lien, you know, they'll contact the, the, the lien holder and find out what's owed. Is there back interest? You know, if, is there enough equity? Can everybody agree? That's going to be between the seller and escrow to get those things handled. We'll report them as a title in the in the prelim mm -hmm. title issue, but then escrow has to work with the seller to get those things removed so that the buyer can take the property free and clear of any of those encumbrances. Gotcha. And um, what about Uncle Sam? What if Uncle Sam, you know, the seller hasn't paid uh, back taxes? I mean, that can take uh, quite a bit of time to deal with the IRS or the franchise tax board and you know, escrow is escrow is moving forward, and the parties are trying to get the deal closed. Can that just to throw a total monkey wrench in the whole situation? It it can. Um, it, it absolutely can. All those things can pop up, um, and so it's good when sellers are honest about things in advance, so that we know about them, and and like I said, get the paperwork turned in quickly, so that we can handle those issues. But uh, yeah, if there's IRS tax liens again, we have to be able to connect with the IRS and find out. Here's how much they're getting. They, they obviously need to be by another home or whatever the case is. And so a lot of times they'll get, you know, if they're on a payment plan and stuff like that, and if everything's paid current, then we will get a partial release for that type of thing. So they're basically giving us permission to sell the property and give them their proceeds. Or, you know, is there enough to pay off the whole lien and just make sure that that gets paid from whatever the proceeds of the sale of the property were? Gotcha. So, Tom, you wanted to share with us a new uh, fraud alert program. It's kind of a consumer protection notice that's actually free. And I know there's a lot of fraud going on and, you know, overseas, uh, you know, nefarious players trying to tap into people's uh, equity lines and, uh, you know, take over their properties. And this is a way for, for folks to, to, to watch out what's happening. Right. So recently, Ventura County and L.A. County came out with their own fraud alert system. Um, you may have seen commercials on TV from different companies that are are trying to sell, you know, uh, insurance to notify you about changes to your property. And so I think it's really cool that Ventura County and L.A. County have both come out with their own free fraud alert system. Um, okay. Now, I haven't personally tested the L.A. County one because I don't own properties in L.A. County, but I have gone in and I've actually created my own account within the Ventura County Fraud Alert System. 
their website is vcclerkrecorder.org. And okay. you can go there and create your own free account. And you uh, associate with your email address. And then you can go in and you can add all the APN numbers of any properties that you own in Ventura County. Okay. And you can also add your name. Now, when a deed of trust or a loan is recorded against a property, they don't always reference the APN number and the county recorder's office does not pick up the APN number, even if it is listed on a deed of trust. So you have to put your name in the system. Okay. So somebody like me, not that big of a deal, right? There's not too many of us around. It's just me and my dad with the same last name. But uh, you would put in your last name and a space and then the first three initials of your first name and you would add that into the account. Okay, so for, me, is, for me, it would be Ward space PAU. That's correct. Okay. Right. And you know, your name's a little bit more common though. So it is possible that you'll be getting notified about things that truly don't relate to you okay. because it's picking up your name. And if there's another Paul Ward out there or Paula Ward out there, it's possible that you get a notification of something that doesn't actually belong to you. Uh, but you also want to go in and put the APN numbers of your properties in so that if a notice of default is recorded, if there's a, a grant deed or a quick claim deed or something that's recorded that references that APN number, you'll get an email alert. And it usually only takes about two to three days to get that alert. Well, I think that's a fantastic tool for lots of different reasons. First of all, just for your own protection, just it's sure, free sure. to be able to put that stuff in there. And then if something does come up and something's recorded, it might be a validation of something you just did. Oh, we just went and spoke with our attorney and we had our property put into a trust. And so wonderful, I can see that that's just what happened. And you'll get an email that gives you the document number of the document that was recorded. It'll give you um, the APN number if it's referencing the APN number, it'll give you what type of document was recorded and it will show you who the grantor and who the grantee was. So that's refer referencing like a quick claim or a grantee. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if that's happening, great, no problem, wonderful. But if you get an alert of some kind that you're not expecting, time is of the essence, right? You wanna know about something. Your title company, whoever you have, isn't gonna automatically notify you just because they insured the equity, the, the transfer of the property to you when you bought it, they don't come around later and say, hey, by the way, did you mean to sell your property? That's right. up to you. So this is a great way that you would be notified automatically about anything that references your property. If you don't know what it is, call your favorite realtor, call Paul Ward. <laughs> say, Paul, something just happened. Right. What what is this? How do I find this out? Where can I get a copy of this actual document? You know, and that way, you know, he could you could reach out to me or we could try to look up that document and verify that. If it is fraud and it truly is that someone recorded a fraudulent deed against your property or filed a lien against your property, uh, like I said, I opened up a home equity line or a loan against your property and forged your signature that's where title insurance could come and help. You would want to report it to your title insurance company, the one that you have when you require title, so that you can file a claim with them and have that title company help you unwind whatever that fraud may have been. And better to know about it 48 hours after it's filed than find out about it, you know, five years down the road and you're trying to sell your property and the 
you know, the individuals who did this are, you know, not gone. to be found, gone. Right, exactly. Now, the highest propensity of fraud of this type usually happens against vacant land mm. because there's nobody there. I can go and show a piece of vacant land all day long. Uh, if I showed up to a residential house and was trying to pretend that I was the seller, obviously the sellers, the owners could, could be living there. And so it's harder to do that kind of thing with a residential property. But the highest propensity is usually against vacant land or commercial property or non-owner occupied properties. Uh, but it, it can happen. And it's just, it's just a free way, like you said, to protect your largest assets. Um, another great reason that I like this tool personally is for elder abuse issues. Mm. I've been doing this for over 25 years mm -hmm. and I've seen different things have happened where people have come to me who are surprised that, you know, they help their parents buy a piece of property so that they could be close by and, and live there. And then after they've passed away, all of a sudden that property is in the name of the caregiver who was staying there and living there and they're like oh my gosh what happened or or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or something and all of a sudden they're untitled and the kids didn't even know and now if 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 it passes to them because of joint tenancy or community property with rights of survivorship or whatever the case is it's too late sure but this is all public record information so you can create an account and actually put the apn numbers of your parents properties in if you want to monitor that or a good friend so that if something were to pop up, you would be notified about it and you could go and help deal with the issues before it's too late. So you could do, you could do any property. You could right? do any property. Interesting. It's, it's public record information, right? So when you record a document, you're making it public. You're recording that document. And now anybody could go look it up. And sure. so, yeah, if you wanted to be monitoring, I, I'm actually monitoring a few properties for friends of mine that are elder and, and, I, it, nothing to do with me. It's not like I'm claiming any ownership of any kind, but if something does pop up and all of a sudden a notice of default is recorded because they've been forgetting to make mortgage payments or something, that gives me the opportunity to come in and say to my friend, hey, what's going on here? Are you getting your bills paid? You know, what's happening? Let's help get this fixed, you know? So uh, for me, I think it's just a great tool, even for those kinds of issues, just to help kind Very of keep an smart. eye on stuff for friends. Yeah. Very smart. I mean, just so many reasons to to go in and take a few minutes to register your address or your friend's address. I mean, elder abuse mm -hmm. and, you know, getting behind on your mortgage payment and, you know, overseas fraudsters. I mean, just all kinds of reasons to go in and take a few minutes to register your properties. Absolutely. Yeah. So Tom, how would uh, how would somebody get a hold of you if they have more questions about uh, general title insurance or about the uh, fraud alert program? Well, just call Tom Piece of Cake. Uh, my phone number is 805-302-8667. And I would love to help anybody. Uh, I am the sales rep for Lawyers Title here in Camarillo, Santa Paula and Fillmore. Those are my, my specific areas that I rep. And uh, uh, I'd love to help in any way I can. Wonderful. And Lawyers Title is a, is a nationwide company. That's correct. Uh, Lawyer's Title is part of the FNF family of companies, and uh, we are the largest title insurer. Wonderful. Well, Tom Piececheck, we Tom Piece of Cake, we certainly appreciate <laughs> you being part of our 15-minute show this week, and uh, we appreciate all that you have to share. Thank you very much. Appreciate Absolutely. the opportunity.
And of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Opus, Escrow, 